Blog Talk Radio. Off the ship, they loaded the black cargo. But what they truly were unloading, they didn't know. They had transported a group that would forever be since in the womb were the seeds of the Gullah Geechee. Yes, they unloaded black gold onto Sea Island sand. How much can I get for this here here Angola? Yeah, prime Gullah stock. Blacksmith too. Get them yonder to that there plantation and see what he'll do. Ah, oh, these your words think why ring true. And freedom hit like a wave coming true. Yeah, we yelled a long week. We've been a grind on that in 1739 when Cato yet it is y'all what is Spanish king been a sea. And a Negro that shall escape Carolina and make it to La Florida will be manumissed and given arms and land. Cato knew he had to answer this call. So on John's Island, he gathered every Angolan man. They... Master Carver got right to work, and each night he whittled away. Meanwhile, the blacksmiths were not suspected as they worked throughout the day. They got the drums assembled, along with the swords, too. The march to Hutchinson's store was for the guns and the gunpowder, too. Those that saw and heard them would write and would say that the march cried, Liberty! Yes, they marched that day. Yes, September 9th, 1739, a day Gullah sees as yes, divine. Cato's spirit lives on, and every drum beat and freedom song, Cato's march to Gracia Real de Santa Teresa de Mose has not been forgotten unto this day. It is a journey of the spirit that travels the roads of so few. Well, how Hunter Tuna do? So glad that Hunter to tune in one more again for this your journey of freedom for this your Black Music Month. Pan we show Gullah Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Nation. So glad that Hunter to tune in one more again to Gullah Rhythm Radio. We show where well, we the geek uplifting to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. This year evening, we cry liberty on behalf of all of we. Who be Gullah Geechee? Who be the fight for make sure all of we the free? We pay this year tribute to Kato and all of that Angolan man who been a beat drum so true up and down where they call the King Highway back of Yona and where that spirit Still a grind on to this your day. So we give one moment of silence where we rise and made a drum that be silent no more for sure.
show. Show glad it one more again for be at a celebrate Black Music Month with Hunter Chillin' and thing like that. So glad that Hunter Chillin' being the tuning and the shared program and all these things and it grind all around the world. So we're so glad for all the chillin' what a yeti we all across the world and thing like that. Especially when we had a chance for yeti folk. We song and thing will come from. We soul right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, the Jacksonville, Florida. We're taking all of the Seattle in that time. And we're going 30 to 35 miles inland to the mainland and things like that. And to the St. John River. Now, when Hunter and Yeti vote the Stoner Rebellion, we know see dying been all the way into the St. John. They have a right here between Hollywood, South Skakalaki, John's Island, South Skakalaki, and coming down southward to Carlton County, in a Beaufort County. Stoner River. And the Stoner River been the way we care of them. Who been in Guala ancestors that we want. Been to gather yourself together. And make it drop. And start in March. Back in September. But now, Hunter Chiller, this your time of year. It's time for we have to remember them. Cause he had the Billy Drum. And whales, Hunter thinks, see, all the rhythm that came from. We get the poly rhythm in the prince house. And I think wide on with the shout. I read I was. All the other rest of the thing we've been a crack we teeth about this year month. We take them and then you had the blues coming out of there. And then you had the rhythm at And then later on it turned into all these other rest of things. Like a jazz and all that kind of thing like that. Where you think all that come from. But right in the heart of the drum. Center the drum head. That we all each other coming from. And for the Godhead. That we spirit the coming from. So we thank God. That even in the day. You still come here. To the Gullah Geechee Nation. My honor. Get yet in the drum. And never let them silence the first drum we honor be had. And that day. Honor hard. So look at you. This year evening. I'll crack my teeth and saw the rest of the week. But then only saw all the hundred children can't get over on standing. I want me to crack with deep boat. Me and one hundred for Yeti all this year. And I'll be here for London, all the rest of the children. We'll be the grind on your back of Yona. Ready what's with a grind on you now. And so, that is the reason, and the only reason that I'll choose to speak in this tongue tonight is because I want to ensure that all my listeners worldwide can under and overstand the broadcast so that you can then pass on this knowledge to the next generation because it is truly a spiritual journey that we are on and have been on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And as Queen Quet Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, I have the opportunity to be blessed to actually see the reversal of what has taken place since people tried to silence the drum of our ancestors on this land. And when I say silence the drums, I mean silence the spirit of freedom in the heart first and foremost. Because out of the issues of heart, the man or the woman speak. And so if their heart's issue is freedom, they're going to speak of freedom. They're going to enact that which they speak of after a while. They're going to march until they have it. They're going to fight until they have it. They are going to work toward changing their conditions until 
they have it. And so the first strike was always against that drum. And so that it drew us together, but then the strike from the outside was to destroy the drum so we wouldn't be drawn together. That the rhythm, the beat that came from the center of the head would not call out to the Africans and say, here, this is a place in this bush hour, that brush hour, for you to gather. This is a place in which you will share knowledge, wisdom, and understanding with one another. This is a place in which you will shout together, you will pray together, you will sing together, you will stay together. And if you must die, you will fight and die together. But you will not have your drum silence and believe that you can never be free. So the thing was to take away that which would bring the gathering, that which would draw the people together, that which would have there be a commonality, a common bond amongst them. We need to do away with that. We need to stop them from playing it because somehow it talks to them in a language that the rest of us don't under or understand. So if we cannot translate it, if we cannot interpret it, if we cannot control the meaning, we need to stop it. And that is what the taking of the drum from Africans was all about with their arrival on North America's soil. But it didn't happen initially. Because even though they didn't bring the drums physically onto enslavement vessels because their hands were shackled, they brought it in their chest. They brought it in their spirits. They brought it in their souls. So here it was that any opportunity that they touched wood with their feet or hands, the drums sounded again. And when the drums sounded, even on enslavement vessels, the people rose. When the drums sounded, the people gathered. And so here it is that that drum came all the way across the water, all the way surviving the Middle Passage. That drum continued to beat. And fortunately, it beats now on Sea Island sand. It beats now in the Caribbean Isles, too. It beats now still in the motherland. It beats now in a way that is reuniting and reigniting the Gullah Geechee diaspora. But that was why they didn't want you to strike the drum, but why they struck against the drum. Because it was witnessed that at every major uprising, the meetings for the uprising, there was singing, there was shouting, there was the drum. As one goes into the energy and the spirit of the drum beat, truly played by those who are masters of said instrument, you are lifted into a new place, a new space spiritually. So therefore, 
what is happening in the carnal realm, in the common realm, doesn't even affect you and infect you in the way that it could have had you not been within that spirit. The leaders of the uprising always knew this. Those who wanted to prevent such uprisings never understood it, but knew it was something they couldn't control, something they couldn't contain. So they thought they'd attempt to, though, by taking away the right to the physical playing of drum by Africans in North America. And many of you who play drums now, you're probably still playing them illegally because I never heard that the 1740 slave clothes were truly actually rescinded. I guess someone could say by technicality of the Emancipation Proclamation, if one were within the boundaries of the area that is now the Gullah Geechee Nation, you could extrapolate that anything that says slave code would not any longer be law. But I need to check with some of my lawyers, and if any of y'all are listening tonight or you listen to the show on your iPad or your iPod and you downloaded it and tuning in later than the live broadcast, please email me to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com because by technicality, somewhere, someone might say it's still not legal. As much money as being made off African people playing the drum, it may not be legal. But now y'all would say, are you serious right now that there is such a law that ever existed on the books? Yes, and many of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV, who have come out and supported me at any time over these, wow, 32, 33 years, 33 plus years that I have been doing histomusical presentations, initially not called that, but presentations about Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. If you have come and you have seen me present, and especially if you have seen my histomusical presentation troupe, the Gullah Connection, who did that opening piece called Cato's March, which is from our CD, Sea Island Soul. If you have seen us present heard me talk about our story, seen me present around the world about African traditions of the Gullah Geechee and our shout tradition and our polyrhythmic tradition, then you've heard me mention the name Cato. You've heard me mention that Cato, who was Angolan, got renamed Jemmy when he was enslaved on a sea island plantation on John's Island, South Kakalaki. Well, this Angolan ancestor heard that in La Florida, and at that time, it was the 1700s, so there was Carolinas, which had been renamed by the British, and it was just one Carolina, no north or south. Georgia didn't exist yet, and there was La Florida. Here it was that they had heard that the Spanish king had put out an edict that if, quote, any Negro would escape Carolina and make it to La Florida and convert to Catholicism, he or she would be given arms and land. All right? So now here it is. 
that with that edict, with those words, traveling northward up the King's Highway from La Florida into the Carolinas, the Spanish-occupying Florida wanting to be able to further expand for the Spanish crown while the British sought to expand for the crown of England, the monarchy, while enslaving African and indigenous American people into what is now the chattel enslavement, chattel slavery. Here it is that they were pushing on a hundred years of this that had been going on with the British in North America's soil, and especially in this region that's now the Gullah Geechee Nation. They've been pushing really to form a colonial America since the lost time, but we we ain't going back to that. But Charlestown, South Carolina, 1670 is its founding date. And founding being just a word used by European people, Anglo people, to say that they then came in because the place didn't need to be found. It wasn't lost. It was here. And the indigenous people, Kosabo, the Yemisi, the Cree, the Adisto, they were already here. And so this was their land that they now had to fight on their land against people that they accepted to come on to. And they thought they could do trade with and these people would go back and say these people stayed. Then after they stayed, they brought in these Africans. And at first brought in Africans from other islands of the Caribbean or the Caribbean. And then started bringing in Angolans. And amongst that group of Angolans was a man, Cato. And here he gets to this land, once called Chikara, and gets renamed just like the land got renamed to Jemmy. But Cato is who we remember marching. Cato found out about this Spanish call for freedom, and Cato then got together 20-plus Angolan men. They started to meet. They started to reason together. They started to gather together. And they started to make weapons, because these are blacksmiths. They started to carve out the drum, because this is a necessary tool. They made banners, it was documented. And as they marched on what was then the King's Highway, is now Highway 17 that runs the breadth of the Gullah Geechee Nation and becomes Highway A1A when we get down into La Florida now. They marched, crying, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. And, of course, as they cried out, it went from 21 to more than that. The Stoner Rebellion is documented as having taken place September 9, 1739, and only of one of 250 uprisings or rebellions that were documented in what they call the colonial states or the early colonies that were the southern U.S. that eventually all became America. Now, it's interesting that some of the major uprisings that are still remembered in this region are still the ones that are remembered across the country. 
but these are also not taught to us in his story class when we go to school in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Stoner Rebellion, Denmark VC Uprising, these things were not taught to me in a classroom. I read books. I started reading when I was three years old, and I still read now. Don't ask me how old I am now. I'm timeless. I'm ageless. But I started reading at three years old, and by the time I was in elementary school, I was reading books about these uprisings because I'd read Nat Turner's The Confessions of Nat Turner, and after reading that, I wanted to read more if there were more of these documented activities because somehow in films, the people were never fighting back. The black people, the dark-skinned people, they weren't fighting back. And you always saw them standing out in the field of cotton. They couldn't miss them, but they weren't fighting. But here, in reality, they were. And when they fought back, they never left their drum behind. Their drums were always with them. Their drums were always in their spirits, their drums are still in our spirit to this day, at this moment. The energy and the power of the drum is what has continued the human rights movement of Gullah Geechis up to this moment. So when I was in the garden in the prayers, I was in the bush, I was in the brush, I was in the thing like that, and I yelled until in the shell, in the shell, dry long soul, tall, tall. It got the heart for freedom. And so here it is that you say, well, tell me all that to tell us what. I wanted to give you the background on why I said it could potentially still be illegal for African people to play the drum. Because 1739 was not the end of what took place with the Stoner Rebellion. The Stoner Rebellion led to the creation of the 1740 Slave Codes. Now, if you had never heard of it before, I pray that you never forget this day that you've heard of it now. Because the 1740 Slave Code now made it illegal for African people to do numerous things where these African people, when they first were kidnapped, captured, enslaved in North American soil, could do these things. They could read, they could write, they could play their drum, they could even own land if they wanted to at some point in time. But somehow, after the Stoner Rebellion, all this became illegal. Now, from the Gullah Geechee Al-Kibulan archive, which was founded by yours truly for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, who are also hosts of this broadcast, sponsors this broadcast every week. And membership is open to anybody in the world that wants to continue to support the ongoing work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Just go to gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.net, gullahgeechee.net. I want to read to you from the only archive in the world that exists specifically for Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture, and that is the Gullah Geechee Al-Kibulan Archive, which is housed on historic St. Helena Island in the Gullah Geechee Nation, along with our Gullah Geechee Garden and our Hunter Home Gullah Geechee Research and Retreat Center. 
Now here from the 1740 Slave Codes, it reads, Section 36, And for that, as it is absolutely necessary to the safety of this province, that all due care be taken to restrain the wanderings and meetings of Negroes and other slaves at all times, and more especially on Saturday nights, Sundays, and other holidays. And they're using and carrying wooden swords and other mischievous and dangerous weapons, or using or keeping of drums, or using or keeping of drums, or using or keeping of drums, horns, or other loud instruments, which may call together or give sign or notice to one another of their wicked designs and purposes, and that all masters, overseers, and others may be enjoined diligently and carefully to prevent the same. Be it enacted by the authority aforesaid that it shall be lawful for all masters, overseers, and other persons who wear whosoever to apprehend and take up any Negro or other slave that shall be found out of the plantation of his or their master or owner at any time, especially on Saturday nights, Sundays, or other holiday, not being on lawful business and with a letter from their master or a ticket or not having a white person with them and the said Negro or other slave or slaves met or found out of the plantation of his or their master or mistress through with a letter or ticket, if he or they be armed with such offensive weapons aforesaid, him or them to disarm, take up and whip, and whatsoever master, owner, or overseer shall permit or suffer his or their negro or other slave or slaves at any time hereinafter to beat drums, blow horns, or use any other loud instrument, or whosoever shall suffer and countenance any public meeting or feastings of strange Negroes or slaves in their plantations, shall forfeit ten pounds, current money, for every such offense, upon conviction or proof as aforesaid provided, and information or other suit be commenced within one month after forfeiture, therefore, for the same. Now, as a mathematician, I am thirsty to delve further into that final component of the fine and forfeiting the 10 pounds of current money to do a complete analysis of how much that equals in today's money. But I'm going to refrain from that because we are in commemoration and celebration of Black Music Month, hence why I pulled out this particular section of the 1740 Slave Code, which is 17 pages long. I pulled out this particular section because I wanted to focus in on the part related to Black Music Month. We do not frivolously celebrate Black Music Month here. We have fun doing it because it is always excellent to be able to acknowledge the things that our people created and these things that have gone around the world, it is always exciting to be able to enlighten others on who are Gullah Geechee artists 
that have been around, that are currently around, just like the roll call that we did this month, so that you would be well aware of various people who you see on television now, who many of us know personally and have known them since they've been growing up, many people who you thought were from somewhere else because you heard their big names in big cities. But here it is, that all of them carried this spirit of this rhythm, of this sound, of this music, that was supposed to have been banned. Banned. Could you imagine what America would be? Could you imagine what the world would be had our ancestors adhered to this law? Could you imagine what would have happened if African people truly did not gather together? Did not gather together. I know some of y'all said, we get magic because people don't be getting together right now. They don't get together unless it's nothing, it's nothing, it's something negative. They don't like to get together for nothing positive. We ain't even talking about that. But let's say we didn't gather unless a white person was present, as it said. Let's say when you gathered, it had to be silent. You could just talk. No, no drumming, no horns, no loud instruments. What would church be like? Think about that for a minute. Hmm, what would it be like? What if the bush armor went silent? What if the prayer house had been had this year? What would the Smithsonian have done? They wouldn't have found nothing for Alan Lomax to collect, huh? If we had adhered to this law. So this is one law. I'm sure plenty of us, plenty of people around the world of all ethnicities would say they're glad this law was broke to say that African people could not gather. Now, let's go back through this because there's some very key things, and I know it was a lot to swallow and a lot of you are probably even shocked and don't believe that this is a real law, but it is. And I give you the homework to do. Go look up the 1740 slave codes until you can find a copy of it that's actually in today's print and not just scribed in handwriting and script. But you need to read it, especially if you are an African person, especially if you are a Gullah Geechee person, given the fact that had our ancestors not risen up, if you are an Angolan, if our ancestors had not risen up, this law might not have come into effect. Might not. Might not have come into effect. But the reason the law came into effect was to quell the uprising. We can't have this. We can't allow this. Because they're getting out of line. We have to stop it. In fact, the 1740 Slave Code was part of a series of laws to control the population of enslaved Africans in America. They did not want us to grow our own food. They did not want us to read, they did not want us to write, and they did not want us going anywhere without the overseeing of Anglo people. Some of y'all say, has it changed? You answer that yourself. I grow my food. I just picked a few bushels of tomatoes today. But now here it is. I play my drums as well. 
But let's see what this law says. It starts off making it clear that it is absolutely necessary for safety of the province. So the very area in which they were, they felt they could not be safe if African people were out of about going on doing what they want to do. They cannot have these wanderings, as they say, much less meetings. Now, is that the reason some of y'all don't come to any meetings? We can call meetings about human rights. We can call meetings to say come and help uplift your institutions in your community. We can call you to tell you come to the Gullah Geechee reunion each and every year, and some of y'all stay home, and then you ask somebody else how did it go. Y'all can email us, Facebook us, tweet us, and ask us how everything's going. You can be there for yourself and then tweet some of the pictures off yourself this year. Unless you're afraid this law is still in effect. I challenge you if you if you don't think it is, you need to come on and be there. info if Hona want to go. All right? info if Hona want to go. I challenge you to come out from hiding. I challenge you from thinking that you still shouldn't be wandering and gathering, okay, if you are a Gullah Geechee person. Some of y'all ain't never read this law, but y'all act like you did, because somehow in the collective consciousness, it's there. Restrain the wanderings and meetings of Negroes and other slaves. So you've got to be a slave. This applies to slaves at all times. And more especially on Saturday nights. Oh, y'all break the law on Saturday night, though. You break the law on Saturday night. They say Sundays. You're breaking the law on Sunday because y'all going to go to the club on Saturday night and y'all going to go to church on Sunday morning. And you're going to gather there with some loud horns blowing, some drums playing and all of that. Or you ain't going. You can say this church dead. I ain't coming back here. What kind of joint this year ain't no music or playing? And other holidays? Some of y'all can't wait. Fourth of July, and we ain't even gonna discuss that tonight because we got a show coming up for you about all of that. All right, freedom day for the Negro. What that got to do Fourth of July? That July second in the Gullah Geechee Nation is our anniversary of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So shout all you want, play all the drums you want, be loud as you want, play your horn as you want to, because we don't have this law in the Gullah Geechee Nation. But now here they also want them to not be using even wooden swords and other mischievous and dangerous weapons or using or keeping drums, horns, and other loud instruments which may call together, give sign or notice to one another of wicked designs and purposes. Now notice here, when they say wicked designs and purposes, now today you would say, well, what are they referring to? They were actually referring to the enslaved people talking to one another about freedom. That is what they're referring to as wicked designs and purposes, to actually take your human rights into your hands and walk off the plantation, sail off the plantation, run off the plantation, was the wicked design and wicked purpose that they wanted to prevent because the gathering around the drum each time seemed to result in missing bodies from amongst the enslaved population. Again, why? People do not want you to gather together without them knowing what you're talking about. And some of us can learn that if you're in the meeting, don't mean that everything that go in the meeting need to be taken outside. 
because everybody who's invited in a meeting is all that need to be in there and know what's going on. But some folks seem to be the ones that they think need to continue to hold fast to this law because somehow in your mind, if too many people of African descent get together and have a discussion, they're up to some wicked design and purpose. No. But see, maybe that's what's in your heart, so that's why you think that way. Now, to have freedom, I don't see anything wicked about it. Hence why I love gathering with people at the United Nations. I love gathering with freedom fighters around the world that want everyone's human rights protected. Now, here it is, that they didn't want to with these mischievous and dangerous weapons, all right? And they said that all the masters, overseers, and others should be enjoined diligently and carefully to prevent this. So that meant somebody didn't have to be on a master or home overseer from the plantation, but another worker man could have come along and then make sure he helped a whole hundred to these law. And then they had the authority, they said, to apprehend and take up any Negro or other slave that should be found out of the plantation of his or their master or owner at any time, especially on Saturday night, Sundays, and other holidays. Now, why do they keep emphasizing Saturday night, Sundays, and other holidays? Because during chattel enslavement, especially in this region, we had the task system. So our tasks would be completed at the end of the day anyway. But folks made sure them tasks wasn't going to be on them come weekend. Ain't no different now amongst most Gullagichis. And so that they could do their own things on the weekend, including praising the Lord. So even though I missed the praise of the Lord, they've been letting one another know through the songs. I forget where from the plantation. All right? So this is why they did not want to gather on Saturday and Sunday. Then the holidays. They knew for times like Christmas, watch night, and so forth. These were times in the 4th of July because man, so they've been off to celebrating on freedom. That's why we've been to have cookout and all kind of things like that. And because it's been we free, free day. It's been a free day from work. But that's all. We've still been enslaved. Their independence ain't had nothing to do with we. But they've been to celebrate their independence so that unless you've been a house person, you might then have to work that day. So, that's why they send these other holidays. Keep them on your plantation. In other words, don't let them co-mingle. Don't let them be going up the road and up the creek and all that kind of thing and going on other plantations. And if you find them on your plantation doing this, you need to stop it. You need to run them off. You need to apprehend them. You need to go ahead. You need to let us know if you know somebody else doing it. That's where that fine comes in at. Because if you don't do anything about it and these folks are found carousing, so to speak, on your plantation, then we're going to find you. This is all to make sure that each individual plantation owner didn't just set his own rule and regulation or her own rules and regulation or two or three didn't just decide, well, you go over there because our buck do go over there with, the, with this one, and they go and they make some good breeding over there, and then we split up the picnic later. This is the kind of stuff that went on during chattel enslavement, okay, that they had humans breeding with one another in order to make more heads for the plantation. But now if you were trying to mind 
migrate back and forth and visit your children, your family that might be on the other plantation up the road, they wanted to even stop that. They had no idea what all this bunch of going back and forth and freedom of movement was about. Okay, let's go there. Freedom of movement. If someone restricts your freedom of movement, that's a human rights violation. So this is a human rights violation on top of the human rights violation of the crime against humanity, enslavement in the first place. So you are ready at a plantation where there's another plantation up the road and another one across the road and another one up the next road and another one down the creek or across the island from you, but how dare you try to leave off yours? Don't go over there because we don't know what a wicked designs and purposes you have by going to visit your family. We don't know what wicked designs and purposes y'all have for singing together. We don't know what wicked and purposes and designs y'all got when y'all get together and start cracking on the teeth like this and thing like that. And we can't yet, we are yet in a can't stand tall, tall and thing like that. And then hunter the grind back down down the road and thing like that. Get a thing to get out of the bush and all and thing. We you know what that is. So hunter can't do that. So here becomes a major issue. Stop the gathering. Stop the reading. Stop the right. Don't let them grow their own food. Because, see, if I've grown my food in an area that you say is poor land, and i got to leave off the plantation to get to that piece of poor land, now you don't want me doing that either. And if you can control my food source, you can control me. So, see, we had a lot of autonomy on these sea islands because most of the time these people that they're referring to, the plantation owner, the overseer, Mazadam, they didn't live on the sea islands with most of the Gullah Geechee people and our ancestors. They did not. They lived in the townships. There were drivers, which were African men who did the same job as a European man called an overseer, but how much were they driving? Who were they driving where? A lot of these folks when I drove them crazy before they could do anything else. So... Here it is that you have a lot of autonomy going on in these islands that he really could not do much with this law. They couldn't do much to enforce a lot of this law, and that's why uprisings continued. The Stone of Rebellion just happens to be the one that was most horrifically remembered because of how brutal it was, how it was that Cato and those went into Hutchison's store, which is where there's a Gullah Geechee food co-op now and farmer's market now on Highway 17 with a marker to the Stone of Rebellion. They remembered that when they got into the store, they robbed the store for the armaments there and the gunpowder and the guns, and that they were determined that they were not going to allow anyone to stop them from making it to La Florida, to Gracia Real, to Santa Teresa de Mose, but to Fort Mose. They were determined. They would kill anyone that tried to stop them. So this was a bloody uprising. This wasn't an uprising of just some music and some singing and some marching. This was a bloody thing. And that is why they turn around and say, we cannot allow this to happen again. We've got to take more control. This is why we've got to put some laws in place. We've got to stop this kind of thing because this is unlawful. If they're going to move around, they better be on lawful business. They better have a white person with them or they better have this ticket or a letter that says that they're supposed to be going somewhere and state their business on it. What are they supposed to be doing? And they cannot be armed. And if you find them being armed, you've got to take the arm and you've got to whip them 
It's kind of strange somebody who armed would let you do that to him, but that's another story. You cannot at any time hereafter allow them to beat the drum, blow horns, or use any other loud instruments, or whosoever shall suffer and countenance any public meeting or feastings of strange Negroes. Feastings. Y'all know that Gullah Geechee's gather around food. So here we go. You can't allow them to have feasting. So let's stop them from being allowed to have land to grow food on. Hence why we continue to fight to own land. This ain't no new thing, y'all. Pay attention. Know your story. Know our story. Know his story. Or you bound to repeat it. No public meetings or feastings of strange Negroes or slaves in the plantation. Otherwise, you're going to give up 10 pounds current money for every such offense. Upon conviction or proof as aforesaid provided, an information or other suit be commenced within one month after forfeiture, therefore, of the same. Now, this law goes on and on. It started off with a number of sections. I said that's section 36. And it continues on, like I say, 17 pages long, okay? And so this was a law in which they tried to take in every nuance of what it was that Africans they had witnessed here were doing in the plantations of America. And that they wanted to control the Negroes, the Indians, mulattoes, and mestizos, all right? Because they had deemed them absolute slaves. This is how this opens. It opens by saying an act for the better ordering and governing Negroes and other slaves in this province. Whereas in His Majesty's plantations in America, slavery has been introduced and allowed. And the people commonly called Negroes, Indians, mulattoes, and mestizos have been deemed absolute slaves and the subjects of property in the hands of the particular person. The extent of whose power over such slaves ought to be settled and limited by positive laws so that the slave may be kept in the subjection and obedience and the owners and other persons having the care and government of slaves may be restrained from exercising too great rigor and cruelty over them and that the public peace and order of this province may be preserved. We pray, your most sacred majesty that it may be enacted. Notice, they pray to your majesty. They ain't praying to God over the enactment of this 1740 slave code. But you heard who it applied to. Negroes, Indians, mulattoes, and mestizos. Okay? So let's not be under any illusion. When you see things happening today, talking about laws against immigration and you see different battles for land and land ownership, the control of it, the governing of land, the laws that are ordinances about what can and cannot happen on land, what can be built there, what cannot be built there, sound ordinances, hello, controlling sound. Let's think back to this code. So like they say, if you don't know, well, now you know. And this is why it was critical for me to do this broadcast, to close out our Black Music Month broadcast. And no, next month, tonight is not the final Monday in June, but I have special guests coming on next Monday. 
in regard to our Pan-African Grassroots Assembly that takes place in Oyotunji Kingdom, which is inside the Gullah Geechee Nation in an area called Sheldon, South Carolina. And it happens each and every 4th of July weekend. And with the Oba, who many of you have heard, the Oba of Oyotunji here on our show, Kaviesi the second. And so we definitely want people to tune in next week because we are going to be talking more about Pan-African Grassroots Assembly and how do you assemble now on land where Assembly of Africans was forbidden in 1740. I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. Thank God some of these are laws are broke. So I'm happy this is a law that I've broken numerous times by playing the drum and will continue to do so. And by owning land and by growing my own food and by knowing how to read and how to write in more than one language. And I encourage you to do the same, especially if you are a Gullah Geechee person. You need to know how to read, how to write, and know multiple languages of the world and know how to read the documents that pertain to laws over your land. And that's why we have a Gullah Geechee Nation Constitution, 21 pages long. Trump this, this, this number of pages, but it's cold. And the drums and the spirituals, these are things that we will continue to play. We will continue to shout. We will continue to sing because it honors God. And it gives homage to our ancestors, like Cato, who fought for our freedom, gave their lives in the Stoner Rebellion for our freedom. So when we celebrate Black Music Month, I pray that you don't forget these freedom fighters that predate going on marches during the Civil Rights Movement, arm in arm, singing spirituals and altering the cadence and altering the wording, and that you go back to Africa to the motherland and the drum playing and how that drum came over in the belly of the beast, in the hearts and the souls, in the eyes and the minds of our ancestors and how Hunachulan can lay your drum go to thee. Not tall talk. And so to that end, we continue to have the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, honoring the drum, honoring the shout, honoring the polyrhythm. Each and every year, the first weekend in August, we go to a different location every year with the event. This year, we will be in Charleston again. Every even year, we are in Charleston, South Carolina. August the 1st, we'll be at the Charleston River Dog Stadium that evening, and there will be a fireworks display at the end of Gullah Geechee Nation night at the Charleston River Dog Stadium. Saturday from noon to 7, we are at the Charleston Maritime Center right at the Charleston Harbor where our ancestors were brought in and then sold around the historic peninsula that is now Charleston that used to be called Charlestown. Then on Sunday, we will be heading northward. Those who have VIP passes will be part of a sacred ceremony in Georgetown, South Carolina, before we do our arrival at Myrtle Beach for Gullah Geechee Family Day that afternoon. And we got several emails this past week or so regarding that. And there are people who are interested in coming to historic St. Helena Island prior to the festival to see the living Gullah Geechee culture in action. Here underneath these old trees and things like that, they would have wished I thing and never be gone. Tall, tall. So if you are interested in the tour we're doing, it will be July 30th 
of St. Helena Island in Beaufort County, South Carolina. So in essence, if you want to cover the major parts of the South Carolina Gullah Geechee Nation coast, if you get here by the morning of July 30th for the tour and you stay through to August the 3rd for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, you would have covered the majority of the Gullah Geechee Nation in South Kakalaki. Okay, and you would have done it with people who live the culture, live the tradition, and have not let go of our drum. And if you want more information on tickets and the specific details of the events, send us an email to gogeco at aol.com, and that is G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at aol.com. Gogeco at AOL.com. You can also go to info for all the details and to purchase tickets now to the River Dog Stadium game as well as the VIP passes and for individual family packages and everything for that weekend. Please go to G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot I-N-F-O. GullahGeechee.info at Go, or you email us to gullgeeko at AOL.com. Many of you who are on our Facebook fan page, you've seen us already posting repeatedly the Eventbrite site for the ticket purchases. Please go ahead and start getting them tickets purchased, y'all. We definitely need y'all to fill the house. We need to pour out of the Charleston Maritime Center this year for Gullah Geechee Reunion Day, which is that Saturday, August the 2nd. We have a wonderful lineup, and throughout July, you're going to hear from many other people who are going to be presenting this year, and we are going to actually get to premiere the film Wilmington on Fire that shows how the drum is still alive here in the hearts of folks still fighting for what they rightfully deserve after having had the town of Wilmington, North Carolina, destroyed and many of the Gullah Geechis killed there for their businesses because why? They had a mind for freedom. So now, if you have any questions, comments, these last few minutes of the show, we're going to open up the call lines like we always do. And those in the chat room hailing you up, Angel on hand, glad to see you in class again tonight. We want to definitely, and all the guests that are there, we definitely want you to go ahead, call in, or type in any questions or comments you have in the chat. Our number is 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. I also want to thank everybody who has come to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition already this summer and who are bringing different groups. We have a group of Girl Scouts coming in this week. We want to definitely thank everyone who's supporting the Gullah Root Experience Tour because it is a living history tour. It is a customized tour. Been doing this for over 20-some years at this point, and so we're very happy that y'all are coming through and supporting the Gullah Root Experience Tour and also enjoying the Gullah Geechee Garden and everything goes to support the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. If you can't make it here, you can still become a member or supporter from anywhere in the world. It's not restricted to people living in the Gullah Geechee Nation. It's for anybody. You can live in Germany, Paris, France, anywhere, all right, and be a member or supporter of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We have many supporters that's over in London, England, and others that in other parts of the world, so we would love to have more of you. Please make sure to go to Gullah Geechee. 
GullahGeechee.net. Find out a lot more about the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this broadcast each and every week. And find out more about the activities we have going to Conk is back. If you are on Facebook or on Twitter, you've seen us post the Fuss Pot. 2014. All right, make sure you go online. You can go to issue I S U U or I S S U U um, online, and you can type in Gullah Geechee, and you can find it. You can read it online. You can download it. That is our international e-zine. Keeps you up to date on the activities and events that we are hosting, that we are having, and that are authentically Gullah Geechee. And there are a number of those yet coming up. And we'll be talking about those next week on the show, including PAGA, our Pan-African Grassroots Assembly. But in the meantime, I pray that you will assemble your family and help the children forget it more about who we be down your initial land for the Gullah Geechee. We're so glad for all of the children for the support this year program and who does support Gullah Geechee TV. And that it let other rest of people know who we be yeah, in these islands upon the sea. And Hunter Chillin done know this year the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Always glad he went Hunter Chillin to tune in with me for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And rather was, I sorry the month going on in, you know, because we always have a good time, you know, while we to let that good time roll, as they say, for Black Music Month. But I'm afraid to say, this year broadcast been a light and Hunter all month and things like that. That Hunter done yet about who we be, but yet more. But we story and we music and why going on and the drum ain't going never gone from ya. All right, peace and blessing. This year the Queen Quet head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Take it, take it for tuning in one more again for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station.